All right, we're back together for Sermon Extra. We had to push it back a day because Monday was really busy around here, as many days are. Yeah. But yeah. Sunday was kind of, let's leave Dustin alone at Messiah and let him run <laughs> well, things. Well, huh? yeah, I was, you know, it was one of those where I was so thankful that I was able to get away with my family for a, for a funeral, which, again, those are, they come up, you can't plan those things, yep. really. Unexpected. And uh, so I'm gone, and, yeah, and Andy stepped sh- up. I had a short little vacation planned uh, ahead of time, yeah. so I took off. I was in St. Louis on Sunday morning, and yep. then Andy. Then Andy gets sick. Yeah. So I'm listening to the pod, uh, to the to the live stream of worship, and I'm like, hmm. We just left everything <laughs> up to Dustin, so I felt really bad about that, but it went really well. For- fortunately, I didn't have to lead music so oh, yeah, that, we, still yeah. the, we still the worship team so hey, that was good Trudy somebody help out but uh, no, uh, it was actually a great day just a great buzz serve Sunday awesome. and um, yeah it was and the message was built around Luke chapter 5 which is one of my favorite passages when Jesus calls his disciples so mm. Well, I greatly enjoyed the message. I actually listened to four on Sunday okay. on my drive back from St. Louis, and one in person and then three, and, and my wife and I both enjoyed yours the most. Oh. Not that it's a competition. And no, it's but not. No, so. no. It was, it was an excellent But if message. it was, we won. We That's won. right. We won. <laughs> Messiah wins. The Messiah wins. The yes. Messiah wins, yeah. But no, I showed the clip from for those that were there listening in from The Chosen, and I, I feel like they do, at least in that scene, they did such a great job of capturing, at least in my mind, what I kind of envisioned it may have been like. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like uh, Peter in that moment, you know, it's just, and it's, you know, we think of fishing as just, oh, it's, it's a hobby. It's what you do. No, this was their livelihood. And as I mentioned, this was putting food on the table. This was, right. this was paying the bills and they didn't catch anything. And just our humanists would be like, no, I'm I'm done. I'm not putting that boat out again. I'm not throwing that net in again. And and Jesus is just just one more time. And and uh, I've always loved that statement. You know, because you say so, I will. And uh, such a statement of of faith. And uh, I don't think he necessarily agreed, thinking it was a good idea. And the chosen captures that. The look in his face was like, "I told you, right? Throw yeah. the net in. There's nothing." But then the look that Jesus gives back to him is like, "You just wait and see, Peter. You yeah, have yeah. no idea." Yeah. And uh, no, it's great, you know. And I, I, again, I did too. I thought you captured it really well. And you know, where we fall into this series on joining Jesus on his mission, you know, each one is kind of building off of mm-hmm. the other. And you know, prayerfully, and it, it's hard in, in a sermon series that can't be the total instruction. I mean, we, we, we have 20 minutes sometimes a little longer, uh, <laughs> with our, with our congregation, you know, and, and it, it's, we're, we're trying to lead people from the pulpit, so to speak, into investing in the mission, you know, being a part of it. And so each week there's another layer to this. And, and so, uh, we, that was number five out of eight. So we have three more coming up, but, um, again, I, what I'm pray, praying over is that, that people are starting to grasp some of the simplicity, but also the power uh, of joining Jesus on the mission. And so, again, I thought your your message captured it really well of, you know, being invited by the Savior to to follow. It's like, you know, be followers. And I just thought, I thought it was, again, done really well. Well, I appreciate that. 
Well, and the other piece too, I guess, which was hoping would come out this Sunday too, is, and as we get into the series a little bit more, and I think for the most part as Christians, we want to, right? We love the idea, the concept of, yes, I want to join Jesus on his mission. But Mm -hmm. the reality when we really start to get down to it of, can I really do this? Or who am I to do this? Mm -hmm. And and all those, you know, inadequacies and and excuses that we have and just touching on some of those. Uh, But the fact that that's not just new to us either. You know, Peter had it. I mentioned Moses had it. And God constantly would, come to those moments and like, I, I know, like, but I'm going to be with you. And it's that promise. And that's the point I think we've tried to really emphasize again and again, is that's what Jesus is inviting us to, to just come with him. And that's really in mm-hmm. his words, follow, follow me. And then the thing again in this text is just the leaving, the fact that they were willing to leave mm-hmm. um, the boat, they lost, <laughs> to leave this catch of, of fish, um, to leave all of these things. and But it's more than just the physical. Like right. They had to leave behind some of their questions and fears. And again, in the video, I didn't show that part of the clip, but I felt like it captured it so well when, when James and John were like, Dad, we can't leave you here with the boat and the fish. And then they're, they're thinking, of course, good sons. Like, what's mom going to say? Right, right. <laughs> we're in trouble. But then Zebedee, it just it captured it so well. Like, boys, it is this is the one we've been waiting for. Like this is the Messiah and he's yeah. inviting you to follow him. There's no question about what you do. You go. And yeah. then just to think for us, it's like, yeah, Jesus is inviting Jesus, right? The son of God is inviting us to follow him. There should not be a question of, right. you know, do right. we, do we not? Right. No, you I, go. <laughs> you know, when you were saying that, it just, it just popped into my head. Um, we have, in our journey through this life, we have different questions we'll face about career changes, uh, job offers. Um, some people even get headhunted if, you know, you put it in the vernacular. It's like somebody's out there looking for, recruiting for uh, a particular job in a company or something like that. And and we often pray about, you know, all right, God, should I take this job offer? Should I Should I make this change in my life? And, and very appropriate, I mean, very appropriate to put those things before God, pray for wisdom, discernment, all of those things. But in the scheme of things, you know, as you were saying that about this is the Savior, this isn't a job offer, mm-hmm. this isn't a career change, this isn't something, and, and I'll say it this way, as trivial as some major life change of direction, because those are major in our lives, but when you think about it in the eternal perspective, this is the Savior. This is the Messiah. And as you were saying, Zebedee goes, this is the one we've been waiting for. It's it's like, come follow Jesus. It's worth whatever the cost is. Yep. It's worth it because we're talking about our eternity and the eternity of those we have opportunity to intersect with our, yeah. our lives and theirs. That was part that did not make it into the message. It was on the editing floor as a uh, just the difference between go and stay and, and, you know, leaving is something that you look throughout the scriptures. God invites his people often to leave. Uh, and in some ways, you know, it means like with Abraham, you actually pick up and move to a different place, but not necessarily. You might stay in the same location you've been, but there's a leaving that takes place. And even when Jesus says, look, if you're going to come follow me, 
you need to deny yourself. There's some things you need to just leave mm-hmm. behind as you take up your cross and as you follow me. Uh, and some of it, I think, is we have to leave behind our, our comfort. We have to leave behind kind of our expectations of how we think things are going to go, right. um, kind of the status quo. Uh, and to follow, to go, there's risk, but there's also great blessing and there's yeah. sacrifice, right. yeah. but uh, there's adventure, too, that yeah. comes on that. So. Well, when you say, you know, we leave behind some of the, you know, the positive things, you know, we, we got to leave behind some of the, the desires of our world, the, you know, pursuit of whatever, you know, but there's also leaving behind. And I think you got at this a little bit too, was leaving behind the shame that Satan would say, you're not worthy, worthy of doing Mm -hmm. this, leaving behind the, the temptation toward feeling uh, hypocritical that, well, I don't have my life all together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think a lot of people look at being a follower of Jesus saying, well, I at least have to have 80% of my life together. I got to at least have 90% of my life together. I've got to at least have a healthy relationship over here. And, and, a, and, you know, and, and so we kind of put these, um, ideas up to say, okay, if I can measure up to these things, then I'm finally worth or worthy to follow. And it's like, I, I think it's the whole reason Jesus chose the people he did rather than those who had all their lives together. He chose those who were the rest of society would have said, yeah, was, was who was it was saying that? I forget when we was like failed out of Hebrew school, you know, yeah. you know, it's like I'm I'm fishing in a boat because I couldn't make it anywhere yeah. else, you mm-hmm. know. And and so the point is, is that I think some of that leaving is in a very powerful way, letting the Holy Spirit assure us that it goes back to that old, you know, trite, not trite, uh, the old saying, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. Right. And that's that idea that just let let Jesus do the heavy lifting. Let him be out ahead of you mm-hmm. and assure you that he called you for a purpose. Yep. Yeah, don't, don't fight him, Yeah. but allow yeah. that. Um, so this weekend, I got to stop and worship at Pathfinder Church in St. Louis, and one of the reasons I wanted to stop there is the senior pastor's wife was a student of mine back in Detroit. She played soccer for me, haven't seen her since she graduated high school. Hmm. And so I stopped in, and uh, and it was great, you know, both of us being older. And I'm like, what year did you graduate? It all mixes <laughs> together. And she's like, 96. And so we get talking, and uh, and so her story she is is typical of a number of kids that you'll see coming through the Lutheran schools at times. They had struggles in the public schools, and so her mom sent her there to try to straighten her out a little bit and help. And she had, I didn't know that. I had, you know, she came in as a freshman. I had no clue, but but this was her first experience in a Lutheran school. And so she said, yeah, she said it was kind of, you know, a little clicky or the kids all from the other churches knew each other. They went to school together. And I kind of lumped together with some of these other other kids that came from public schools. But but she said, you know, you and a number of the other teachers just were so loving and and, and so caring. And and it, it made her see that Lutheran education in a different light. And from there, she goes on to Concordia Ann Arbor, meets a guy who then becomes a pastor. Now she's, you know, living the, the pastor's wife's life <laughs> and very active in the ministry there and, mm. and all that, you know. And I saw kids similar to her that fought that decision to go to the Lutheran school and made, made it miserable and left. And, mm. and instead, just by saying, you know, 
being willing to say, okay, yeah. if this is where you need me to be, God, and, and she may not have even had that maturity and that thought at the time, but, right. but yeah, not to push them away, but just to kind of see where God's going to take you in a path. Well, I was going to say, and it's, that's so um, telling of every one of our journeys, God can use us wherever it is, you know, we, you know, and especially, I, I, I don't want to set it apart like you need to have had a hard life in order to be a, a, a good follower. Right. But God can use those people who have had a hard life, maybe had trouble in school, maybe were, you know, and I, I don't know what her particular things were, but yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah, she was fine in school. She, <laughs> yeah. she was an okay girl. <laughs> but I mean, you know, behavioral issues. Oh, yeah. Um, journey, you know, uh straying off the beaten path, so to speak. Um, I, like I said, I've, I've shared very publicly. I mean, as growing up as a pastor's kid, um, I did, wow, my fair share of rebelling in high school and, and even kind of going into my college years a little bit. But the point was, God says, I, I'm not causing you. I don't want you to go down bad roads. I don't want you to make bad decisions, but I can use those to bring about um, the kind of person I need to help touch other people's lives. And sometimes it's through those experiences that you can relate then to people going through the same kinds of things. But, but anyway, no, it's, it's just, I think that's what's cool about our stories. And I think this next week, even in, in joining Jesus, um, inviting in is the title. And it's not all going to be about how, writing your story, but that's mm-hmm. certainly part of it. What is your story? And even if it's not dramatic, you know, ooh, we had this, you know, road to Damascus event. Right here, no, no drama. <laughs> yeah, no, no. My life was leave it to beaver. It was, it was pretty, pretty simple and basic. Yeah. Well, you know, but that's, but that's still a story. Yeah. Right. That's still a story. That there's a story of I had a healthy family. I had loving parents. Mm-hmm. I didn't rebel. I didn't, you know, try weird things. But that's okay because God shows up in those stories too. And if we're inviting people in, and when it says inviting in, that doesn't mean to sit in a pew. I mean, that may be down the road a bit. It's inviting people into a relationship, getting to know them, sharing your story, letting them share their story, allowing this relationship to foster great conversations that can lead to Jesus conversations yeah. down the road. There's the passage in... Thessalonians, and I always forget, is it 1st Thessalonians or 2nd Thessalonians? But it says... It's not 3rd Thessalonians. I know that. I know it's, I know not, it's third. not third. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was my line. <laughs> I know one thing. <laughs> but it's the statement, we love you so much that we desire to share with you not just the gospel, but also our lives as well. And so, you know, it's just that mm. you're inviting them into, yeah, we want to share the gospel, but we're going to do that through sharing our life together. Wow, that could be, I have to look... Find out what that I is. I know it's in Thessalonians. Oh, it's just, it's now my job is going to be to look it up, to put it on the, right here <laughs> underneath the podcast and the video. Thanks yeah. a lot for the homework. Pastors <laughs> should know exactly where it is. Everything is. So. Everything is. So uh, I think that's in Leviticus. <laughs> right. oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Read the whole book. Yeah, just start at the beginning. But no, I. So my, my prayer continues to be, though, that we're offering, you know, joining Jesus in other settings also, like on Wednesday nights and stuff. People are doing it in their small groups. And for our listeners, I mean, you know, that, that's an excellent way to to take this even further is to do it within the context of uh, a small gathering, Bible study, home study, 
whatever it might be, um, men's, women's, whatever. But um, I, I hope that what we're doing on Sundays is kind of um, getting that, that interest and some clarity around what we're, what we're saying is important and that people are going to continue to to lean into it. And, and, and certainly, I, I mean, the buzz that we hear around is that I think it's happening. Is it happening with everybody? No, I don't think that's probably, um, I, you know, it's, it's not perfect, but, but I think it's, it's certainly making an impact. Yeah. So I guess just to kind of bring it to a close then, if you fast forward from Luke 5 to Acts, it's Peter, James, and John then that are playing a pretty significant role in the start of the church, as mm-hmm. Jesus has Mm-hmm. You know, but crucified and risen and ascended into heaven. And in uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 13 is one of my favorite passages where, where Peter and Johnny, they've been doing some miraculous things and religious leaders call them in and they're kind of putting them on trial and they're like, okay, they're trying to do the math. Like these are simple, uneducated, like these yeah. are fishermen. And they literally ask the question, how are they doing these extraordinary, bold things? And then they make this statement, they recognized that these men had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And to me, yeah. that's the yeah. yep. best compliment that any of us can ever get. So. Yeah, recognizing that they've been, you know, and I just, I love how when you you look at what what happened in the Gospels and then you read in the book of Acts, and the other step I always love to have people take is go read Peter's epistles because you get to see the mature Peter, you know, the one that's that's down the road quite a ways and he's <laughs> reflecting on all these things and he's like... God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Trust me, people, I've been there. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you you get to see this character development. Um, but that's exactly, I mean, you know, from gospels, acts to the epistles, it's it's great. So I think it's it's what we've been talking about all along too, is we've kind of been ending the messages with this now, is that something good, mm-hmm. something good will come from joining Jesus on his mission. And I, yeah. I truly believe that. So yeah. We'll have to see about getting an update in our next uh, podcast just on how Surf Sunday went, because like I said, I, I wasn't here either. Um, but uh, I know Andy had put enough people, Pastor Andy had put enough people in place to help run it when he was sick, yep. <laughs> so he wasn't yeah, here. Um, but would love to get some updates so we can send those things out. And Sounds uh, super. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me this morning, guys. Yeah, yes, thank absolutely. You. Thank you. Thank you.